0: So I have a song I, I want to share with you tonight and I ask that you join in with me in singing. It's not funny. <laughs> My goodness, this is a hard crowd tonight. Let's sing. Thank you Lord Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, isn't hard. And tonight, we're going to reflect on gratitude. And it's okay to reflect on gratitude outside of the month of November. <laughs> it's okay. The word Eucharist, and you hear that often in the Episcopal Church, the Roman Catholic Church, the Lutheran Church, comes from an ancient Greek word, which means thanksgiving, thanksgiving, and it's the act of thanking God for all that God has done, all that God is doing, and all that we trust God will do, even after we're gone. Psalm 119 verse seven that we just sang together says, I will thank God with an unfeigned heart. I will thank God with an unfeigned heart. Psalm 119 verse seven. What a a power-packed verse as we Sometimes feel like we 're in the waning days of the pandemic, and sometimes it feels like it 's gearing up again and at some point we just don 't know, but that does not necessarily affect our gratitude to God september twenty seventh twenty twenty that was our first Sunday back in the church last year after being closed for six months. We had not celebrated communion in six months. And I did a lot of reflecting in that time because that was the longest I had ever gone in my life without receiving communion. And probably the same could be said about a lot of you. So I was really looking forward to September 27th and we had celebrated communion that morning and then we were offering what we were calling walk through communion. And a few of you came to that faithfully every Sunday or one Sunday a month or whenever you could. And so I had kind of romanticized with God what that experience was going to be like my first Sunday receiving communion again after six months of what we can call a Eucharistic fast. So I you know, was praying, conversing with God, excited. The day was here. The doors, our great north doors at 14th Avenue were swung open for the first time in six months. The organists played familiar tunes on the organ. Dozens of people walked through and people were coming through and of course, the priest says, the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. And People had arms outstretched and palms outstretched to receive once again. Even though that's not how we were receiving. <laughs> at that time, we had to put them in little cups um, because we were afraid to touch each other at that point, And some of us still are at this point in the pandemic. So we placed the cup on the little credence table. There's a little trash can next to it. And we set this for dozens of people, hundreds of people from September through May who came through to receive communion in that way. So I'd created in my mind sort of this ideal moment of, of, of just union and ecstasy with God that I'm finally going to receive our Lord. I place the bread out for someone and I say the body of Christ the bread of heaven and they come up and they take the cup and take the bread and then I witness it It, it, it's almost like it happened in slow motion the bread then falls out of the person's hand and you know how we are we believe it's actually Jesus so I'm thinking okay I'm gonna have to you know, reach down to the ground, place it in my mouth, receive. You know, which kind of sours the moment that I was looking forward to a little bit. Well, as all of this happens, it keeps falling, but it goes into the trash can. (laughs) And the, the, the first three thoughts that go through my mind are, God, is this really happening? Is this how this is going to work? And are you kidding me? I've been looking forward to receiving you sacramentally for six months, and the place I'm going to receive you from is a trash can. So I place another piece of bread out for this person, and I don't even remember who it was. the the Holy Spirit's taken that memory out from my brain. But I do remember this happening. So, I'm like, okay. I'm going to have communion from a trash can. You know, like, after all this time. Which is such a metaphor for 2020. (laughs) And in some ways, a metaphor for 2021. Um, If we're going to be honest. So, I serve the person the bread. It doesn't fall out of their hand this time. They leave. And I reach into the trash can, take the bread out, and receive it, the the body of Christ, the bread of heaven, out of a trash can. And number one, I I think this this is just important to say about spirituality. I, I know that Um, Sometimes our approach to spirituality can be like our approach to um, crash dieting or something along those lines, which just isn't um, necessarily healthy, kind of mentally, emotionally, to approach spirituality in that way as this sort of pursuit. We always remember in the Episcopal tradition, God is pursuing us first. So don't ever forget that. Um, We were talking about this in Catechumenate earlier today, that the grace that God has for us is our starting point. Whenever you pray, you're only praying because you're responding to God with or without words according to the Book of Common Prayer. So whenever you're you're engaging in spirituality, it's because God has placed the desire and the effort in your heart in the first place. And you're doing it from the place of God's love and God's invitation. We don't engage in spirituality so that we can be better people. We engage in spirituality because God loves us. And it's from a place of love. So I, I, I was already Kind of mixed up in that way september 27th of 2020 spirituality is not a pursuit on my part it is god's pursuit of me and of god's people so that was a learning for me that was a, a moment of humility that sometimes i can build up a moment and become disappointed when the moment isn't exactly what i thought it should be <laughs> which I've also learned in the last 20 months about our world um, and about this pandemic. Psalm 119, verse seven. I will thank God with an unfeigned heart. I will thank God when things are great. I will thank God when things are not. I will thank God in the midst of calamity, and I will thank God in moments of prosperity. I will thank God at a birth, I will thank God at the point of death. Gratitude is a discipline, not just a feeling. Gratitude is a practice, it is a matter of perspective. It's a matter of perspective. And sometimes gratitude is being disciplined enough to see the thing in front of me and by thing, that can be a situation, a person, a relationship that may not be going well and being grateful it, they, them are there. And above all, being grateful that I am here and able to experience that thing or that person or that situation in front of me. The song that we sang earlier, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, I just want to thank you, Lord, is the song that we would sing in my childhood church at the end of every Sunday morning service. And I can see my grandmother now at the piano bench leading us in that music. She taught me, and still does from the other side of death, what it means to be grateful to look at the world sometimes on fire around me and say, God, I will thank you that I woke up this morning, and as my ancestors would say, that I woke up this morning and my cover wasn't my winding sheet and my bed wasn't my cooling board. God, I thank you for the gift of life, that I have another day, another opportunity to be filled with gratitude for all that you've given me all that you are giving me and all that you will give me in the days and years to come gratitude relies more on the initiative of god than in our own ability actually in some ways to be genuinely thankful <laughs> Sometimes we list the things we're grateful for so that we will become grateful, (laughs) not because we're necessarily feeling grateful. There's an old 19th century evangelical Christian hymn that is a little bit campy, a little distasteful, but there is some wisdom to it. And one of the key phrases from that hymn is count your many blessings, name them one by one, count your many blessings, see what God has done, count your blessings, name them one by one, count your many blessings, see what God has done. Counting blessings is more than, um, you know, kind of figuring out where I am on the class scale and how much money I have in the bank account. I can be grateful, and the bank account can be in the negative. Because that is the discipline of gratitude, of thankfulness. And I hope in our practice of Holy Communion, Holy Eucharist, the Lord's Supper, the Mass, whatever you prefer to call it, that as the bread is placed in your hand and you hear that that is the body of Christ and that by extension, you are the body of Christ, that some form of gratitude, some form of thankfulness will be planted in your heart, in your imagination, and that you yourself will become a sort of symbol of gratitude for the many people around you, the people you live with, the people you work with, the person you see at the gas station, that they will be filled with gratitude and that you yourself will become a sacrament of thanksgiving for another person. And often that's not planned. Often it's a surprise when you don't even know you've blessed another person just by your existing, just by being yourself. That's my prayer for myself. That is my prayer for you that you'll become a sign, a symbol, a sacrament of thanksgiving. Amen.